You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Friday to all of you. We made it. Friday. Payne it's and Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Uh, good to uh, be with you, Sean Pendergast, <laughs> Seth Payne. I don't know, some people I hate say that. Friday, yeah. and I hate Sunday Fun Day. You do? I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why I hate them. Where They're fun things? Where are you on Hump Day? Oh, I, we've had this discussion. Have I feel we? like I've, I feel like I flip flopped on Hump Day before. I don't. I feel like I don't like Hump Day because it's a naturally a negative. That you're saying, oh, you got to get over this yeah. hump. Where yeah. in any, if anything, I like to feel like uh, like it's it's uh, f- all engines go day. Yeah. You, uh, Monday and Tuesday you're ramping up, and then Wednesday it's all engines go. Yeah. I feel like hump day kind of throws Monday and Tuesday under the bus a little bit. You know, it's like, oh, right, we made it through these two days, and now we're yeah. over the hump, and now we're on the. Now end. I'm going to take it easy and cruise through Thursday yeah. and Friday. Yeah. So basically, if it's a name that is positive or if it's a name that's negative i don't like it <laughs> other than that <laughs> yes other than that other than that you're fine yep just yeah. call, just as i think what seth's saying is just call them what they are just call, call them by them their say, names call them by their given names mofos yep um man we got a lot of stuff to get to today this has been a um for a week that's been super light on like news like actual things that you dig into because they just happened yeah, there's been a lot of good stuff this week. We got some good stuff today, and the combines next week. We'll probably start to get some more stuff. D'Amico will meet with the the media at the combine. Oh yeah, uh, Nick will meet with the media. Nick Casario will meet with the media at the combine. Is, is D'Amico, is uh, are we 100 percent that D'Amico's going to the combine? D'Amico, I got a. We got an email from the Texans yesterday, Seth, that said D'Amico's okay. media session at the combine is scheduled for Tuesday. Okay. Casario scheduled for Wednesday, so they will both, at the very least, be there for those two days. Was it last year that it was at the assistant coaches? It was the non-Demico coaches that didn't go to the combine. I yeah, know they were they were getting everybody ramped up and ready to go, so it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Head head. Co- I know D'Amico and Nick both went last year because I remember yeah. shots of the two of them sitting together in the crowd, um, watching guys. Sean McVay's not going, but that's uh, that's his standard deal. Okay. For the last several years, it's a little surprising. I, I um. I, do you think at some point the league makes these guys go? 
Because it's kind of like a, it's it. it I mean, I know it's I mean, it's, it is what it is. Like it's it, yeah. you know, it's a bunch of drills that are whatever. But I feel like the league pumps this thing up as like the next biggest event after the draft and the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, McVeigh hasn't been since 2020. Yeah. So uh, like, and there's more guys that are skipping it. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I no, I don't. I don't think. I think yeah. that. I think that Mike Florio is trying to make it uh, uh, a news uh, item and make it seem like the league is going to be down on this because it detracts from the hype goes, of the combine. It's Florio. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere they're going to make him go. Right, right. I know. Right. I actually like the coaches skipping the combine. It, it depends because. Yeah. Sometimes coaches, they get in late on the process and they've been on vacation for a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden they jump into the scouting process and all the scouts who have actually spent years <laughs> studying these guys yeah. are have to, have to kind of listen to coaches off of their first from the hip, you know, observation of a player at the combine. Look at that guy run. Dude. We got to have this guy. <laughs> you know what your description reminds me of yeah. is what they would say O'Brien would do when the coaches would spend the whole week putting the game plan together offensively, yeah. and then he would walk into the room on Friday and just go, eh, actually, you have a big red marker, just, uh, nope, we're doing this, 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 and this. Like, yeah. hey, man, we've been working this for four days now, even longer with advanced scouting. We've been and working this for weeks. not to mention the weeks. players have actually practiced this, and this is what they know. That too. Versus, like, yeah, but on the whiteboard, yeah. oh, these guys, they'd love to, they could all, if they could just... If they could just make love to a whiteboard, they'd be so happy in life. <laughs> if there's, is there a way you can design this whiteboard to have female mm-hmm. genitalia? Mm-hmm. That's what I really want. Mm-hmm. Why, when's science going to help me with that? I know. That's what I a know. lot of these football coaches are saying. That's right. Analytics. I need a whiteboard that I can have a relationship with. Yeah. Um, so I, I am kind of amped for the combine next week, not for the drills and whatnot. And it's, it's less meaningful for the Texans than it's been the last couple of years, just because thankfully they're – Picking much lower this year, um, so there's no quarter. Really, like the quarterbacks are just sort of window dressing for us here because we have one. Yeah, um, I am. I was reminded of this by Texans Cap yesterday. Um, he was on the Utopia podcast with me. You can uh, download and subscribe. That episode is out. Did kind of just a whole primer on free agency and where the Texans are. But a good reminder, like yeah, the GMs are all in one place next week, so we may start to get. And the agents are in one place next week, too, he pointed out. He's like, yeah. everybody, this is as big a summit meeting as you're going to get with everybody in the same place before the the real stuff starts happening in March. And so maybe we get a Dalton Schultz signing. Maybe we get we definitely start to get a lot of nugget hussy tweeting and whatnot, right. probably. Because well, as much as so many things are virtual and online these days, and done via text message. There are still a lot of conversations that people would rather have in person. Yes. You know, for A, just to be sure that it doesn't get copied and pasted to somewhere else, but also B, just for the nuance and the context, some of the subtle tampering that goes on, perhaps, you don't necessarily want a paper trail there. So when, uh, you know, like those, these kinds of things, the floating out figures and numbers of what a guy yeah. might be worth. You know, when a GM might want to say, gosh, your client there. I, I know we're talking about this one client that we're allowed to talk to, but that other client that we're not allowed to talk about, yeah. uh, boy, I bet he's going to get maybe a league-leading salary offer from somebody. Yeah, hmm? dude, hmm? that's that, – and that's – when I was talking to Texans Cap, I was so naive. I'm like, so we'll really probably only hear about teams signing their own guys. He's like, um, no, like everybody, everybody sort of tampers on a very sort of, you know, like yeah. whisper to a guy at the bar, like to go tell that guy this. And, you know, like 
Yeah, it's I'm, like dating in junior high. Yeah, I'm so it's a naive. Bit of like, man. yeah, yeah. Casario tells his Casario tells his buddy Brian that yeah. uh, that he's he kind of interested. He like likes one of his players. Can you, you know, yeah. can you pass this note to Drew Rosenhaus for me, please? Yeah. Can you pass this note to David Mulligetta for me? And then, and then the 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 great the the rom com factor comes in yeah. when somebody tries to trade for Josh Allen, and it turns out to be the wrong Josh Allen. <laughs> you look. I thought I was kind of, but then, but then the twist is yeah. that whichever Josh Allen the guy ends ends up with is who is who they were meant to be it with. Turns all along. out they fell in love anyways. Yes, yeah, yes, I like that. Like I thought, no, you said trade, and Josh Allen's a free agent, mm-hmm. right? No, but I thought you were going to franchise tag him, and all of a sudden you've got two. You've got Josh Allen, the quarterback, oh, yeah. and C.J. Stroud on your roster. All the little love. Nice job, lines. Nick. <laughs> Way to go! <laughs> we're paying two quarterbacks seventy million apiece. Imagine Could- you think you traded for Josh Allen, the the defensive end, and all of a sudden Josh Allen, the quarterback, shows up on your doorstep. <laughs> that would be different. Sure, you think it's everybody's fantasy until reality sets in. <laughs> <laughs> Threesomes are awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, there's complications here. <laughs> to the tune of like $100 million on the cap. Uh, text message. Good morning, boys. Can I get a Shannon Little John Sharp hotkey? Oh, yeah, to start my Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. That was Shannon? That was Shannon in Sharp. interview? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was him during the Johnny <laughs> interview. <laughs> was... <laughs> I, I, I remember you said to save it. Yeah, I, I said to save it. It was, I, it, was it was during. I think it was during the cut about Sumlin. Uh, the, oh yeah, uh, Sumlin <laughs> partying cut. <laughs> it was yeah. It was a, it was one where Johnny's like, um, yeah, I had a great relationship with Coach Sumlin, and then it kind of deteriorated, and then I got really jealous because all he does is party all the time. But I think we're always going to have a great relationship. And Shannon's like, oh yeah, <laughs> the best part of that bite there is that would make it sound like the interview was like just one big raucous drunken affair or something. It wasn't. No, it's pretty. It was pretty calm, cool, and, uh, yeah. and collected. Except at the very beginning, Shannon, Shannon like offers Johnny a whiskey, but says like, but yo, you don't drink, do you? Or do you want some? It's yeah. uh, I don't know. I I'm sure he would take it back if he could. I try. I, I tend to try not to offer el- uh, el- recovering alcoholics drinks. When right, I can. right, right. I like People his- always say that Seth's a good guy. Yeah, uh, they know that my life was destroyed by alcohol- alcoholism multiple times over. And uh, you know what he didn't do? He didn't try to get me to drink a whiskey on camera. <laughs> Great dude. <laughs> Great dude. That's a, that's a consideration you don't see a lot these days. Shannon's got a nice setup, though. I like the chair he had Johnny in. It's like a throne almost. I don't like the size of those chairs. Really? They, they're unsettling to me. There's something about uh, seeing a man in an oversized chair to the point where it makes them look proportionally like a toddler sitting on a throne. Okay. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it, un- it's, it unsettles me. I okay. don't know why. Okay. I, I, I think it's got a cool look. Um. You, you go to some a lot of beaches. They'll have those big beach chair type photo ops and everything. Yeah. I don't like those either. You don't I don't like, like those. those. I, I Where don't like are those. you on the gigantic baseball hats that have become all the rage oh. these days? Oh man, I'm, I fall into Landry's boat, which was uh, I, I was clowning the hell out of him when I saw a few of them at the combine or at the at the NFL Radio Row. Yeah. Until I saw Chuck Liddell in one, and I was like, "Well, I mean, you do you, man." <laughs> you just, 
I had to tell you, Chuck, uh, you know, some people can pull it off. It's pretty good on you, man. As I stand here in front of you, you can pull it off. Don't want to get snagged in one of your spider holds or whatever. The- <laughs> I'm going to sit here and make fun of Chuck Liddell painting his fingernails no, or anything. No. I'm, not that, I'm not that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than on Chuck Liddell, you think they look absurd? I don't. I feel like it was something that they tried to create a trend three years ago, these gigantic oversized hats, and it never actually really caught on, which makes it even weirder that there's still a few people really clinging on to uh, it, yeah, like trying to push it or sell it. I had never seen them until they, like, I guess, re-popped back up again lately. So, yeah. You didn't notice this no. a few years ago? No, like, they huh? kind of made a minor stir about it. There were a couple NFL players that I d- no. had a company about it. And I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I didn't see it. Do a Twitter poll on this one. I want to find out how many people have never seen these things until. until I didn't. I, I hadn't seen them until recently. Um, I. I mean, it's probably a me problem more than anything else. Um, it's not like it's important history or anything. I was just surprised that it was no. Yeah, new I just to you. Thought they were new. Um, all right, so we got a lot to get to here. Um, there is a um, national uh, personality who gets a lot of run on this show. Who he has? He has the Texans in a place next year where I think Texan fans. We'll not be very happy about this. Third place in the AFC. Third place in the AFC. We'll see if the explanation holds muster here. And top of the 7 o'clock hour, Payne and Pendergast is under siege right now from free agency drunken sailor spending John Lopez. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna address John Lopez at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. We are the epitome of what's wrong with Houston sports. John fans. Lopez said that yesterday, that yeah. Sean and Seth are the epitome of what's wrong with Texans with with Houston sports fans. We will get to that at 7 o'clock. A lot to get to on a Friday. Glad you're with us. Stay there. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Texans in third in the AFC South in 2024? Dot, dot, dot. Colin it Cowherd. couldn't be from anybody who has professed love and respect for both the Texans and C.J. Stroud. Right. I Nobody thought, would do that, I would they? thought we had this guy on our side. So you picked this up yesterday, Seth. Old, I picked this up yesterday. Double and C. I, I wouldn't, I would, this is where, because Colin Coward, you know, uh, he, he, 
He's a very polarizing individual. And at times he'll criticize you unfairly. And at times he'll praise you, uh, apparently without any merit or whatsoever. Because I, want you to, I want you to listen to him picking his AFC playoff teams okay. right here. Okay. Shocker, I'm taking the best quarterbacks overwhelmingly. I have the Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, the Chiefs winning their division. I have the Ravens, Jags, Chargers as wild cards. Okay, okay. so uh, the key thing there, he picked two AFC South teams to make the playoffs. Yeah. The, uh, the Colts as the division winners and the Jaguars as the second place finish, finishers, presumably. Right, right. Um, overwhelmingly based on the better quarterbacks. Yeah, that was his premise. He overwhelmingly was- Based on the better quarterbacks. He was picking based on quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, Indy, Jacksonville, Houston, nowhere to be seen in the uh, in the playoff picture. Man, I'm glad you found this because I, I, I kind of like, I, I'm sure by the end of this I'll probably disagree with Cowherd, but I'm willing to listen to arguments about oh, next yeah. season. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I love having the battle red colored glasses on and everything. It's been yeah. so fun to be able to look at this team through a positive prism again, but I, I kind of like... I, I like that we're attacking this. Okay, so now his rationale seems we got a few more cuts here. Seems silly yeah. so far. I'm just gonna overwhelmingly say. based on the better quarterbacks is what he said. Yeah, yeah. So here's why he likes the Colts to win the division. I think Shane Steichen's as good a young offensive coach as the league has had in years. Uh, they've got 60 million in cap space, and I like a lot of their young players. They almost got to the playoffs with Gardner Minshew. Anthony Richardson getting hurt in a weird way is a break. Because now he could learn from the sidelines. I have talked to Chris Ballard. They love that kid. I'm taking the best quarterback. I don't know if Anthony Richardson is, but it's a wonky division. I look at their schedule. I look at Steichen. I look at their cap space. Okay, he, is, did he say at the end there, did he imply at the end that Anthony Richardson's better than C.J. Stroud? Uh, he, he said, I don't know if he is. But he, he right after he said, I'm going with a better quarterback. He's twice in this little two-minute blurb that, that he, was, he had on his, uh, on his show talked about how he's basing this on quarterback play. This is where I think he's damn right delusional about Anthony Richardson. Because for one, hurt in a weird way, my ass, he got hurt every damn game. Yeah. He's been injured his entire life, hurt in a weird way. And like, oh, but it's actually a blessing in disguise because I talked to the general manager who uh, gaslit me into believing that <laughs> who it was. told it, me it was, the yeah. guy he picked fourth last year is going to be a good player. Yeah. The guy who has wild mechanical issues in his throwing mission, uh, motion, it's actually a blessing in disguise that he hurt his shoulder. He, hurt in a weird, yeah. he got hurt in a weird way playing football like Anthony Richardson. <laughs> what the hell? What was the stat, Sean, of the four games that he played? He left three of them yeah, with an he, he, he finished one game all year. Start started and finished one game. He started four, finished one of those. One of those games, he had to exit twice. Yeah. <laughs> got injured and went back in, then got injured. Yeah, again. he needs to learn. Forget about taking. Forget about the benefit, you know, silver lining of having a year where you can sit, sit back yeah. and watch Gardner Minshew and learn the playbook, and that's all well and good. He's got to learn how to fall. He's got to learn how to get out of bounds. You know? He had that RG3 issue of like just being a little lost. Like incredibly yeah. athletic and yet at the same time just curiously inept when it comes to falling and taking hits and everything. Now, now uh, he- the, the, key to being the, the, the key to beating the Colts next year, by far, uh, have them be the team that 
you've you play like twice in the last three weeks. Yeah, you know the the league loves to do that. Yep. I am very skeptical that Anthony Richardson will be around, but also like I I think it was easier this year for the Colts to make the playoffs with Gardner Minshew than with Anthony Richardson. I agree. Yeah. I said that in week two when he got hurt in that game against the Texans. I said the Colts are more dangerous with this guy, Minshew, right now. I mean, down the yeah. road, obviously, their hope is I mean, they drafted the guy fourth. I, I, I agree with his other reasons, actually, Yeah, on the Colts, yeah. like Steichen and cap space. Those are reasons to, to be nervous about the Colts. I like Steichen a lot, and I actually like Steichen for Anthony Richardson a lot. The biggest yeah. thing that makes me nervous on the Texan side of things mm-hmm. is how – Jonathan Taylor had his two best games of the year against the Texans. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor was peak Jonathan Taylor against the Texans. Was he ever? And uh, especially there at the end. So that's 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 got to get better. They yeah. can't they can't go allowing Jonathan Taylor to be the new TY Hilton for the Texans. Yep. All right, what about the Jags? Okay, so the Jags were picked as wild cards. Here's Colin Coward on the Jags. Oh, by the way, the Jags started 8 and 3 before Trevor Lawrence got hurt. They also hired a defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen from Atlanta, who did the best job with Atlanta's defense in a long time. Yeah, okay. uh, and then he, he was going on about something else. There. Yeah. Um, okay, they were eight and three before Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Trevor Lawrence was playing injured the entire the whole year. year. Yeah, the whole yeah. year. Uh, so I'm not buying that excuse. I do think that. They they had untapped potential in some areas. The the biggest problem though with Trevor Lawrence is as multiple teams that played Trevor Lawrence openly said he's playing very much like a first read quarterback. And man, Doug Peterson has a history of taking young quarterbacks with athletic ability and kind of shocking teams uh, early in their careers, and then everything just falling by the wayside after that. And I think Trevor Lawrence might very well be that. He's got to, Trevor Lawrence needs to advance mentally in a, in an extreme way. C.J. Stroud is way, way, way ahead of Trevor Lawrence right now mentally. Yeah, like C.J. Stroud is a damn professor compared to Trevor Lawrence. So for him to actually be a viable NFL quarterback, this is a really big year for Trevor Lawrence. They're gonna have to. If, if like they might have to they, they might have to cut ties with Trevor Lawrence after this season and move on if he doesn't make some advances. Mentally. Wow, I mean, it, it, there's it's crazy because the talk coming into this year was Trevor Lawrence is going to get the next big contract. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. And I we should point out too, even during that eight and three start, Trevor Lawrence wasn't all that good. No, like statistically, and I know as you pointed out, he was banged up all year. He was ultra banged up at the end of the year. I will concede that. But C.J. Stroud played with a shoulder injury all year. Like, guys play banged up. Like, that's part of being a quarterback in the NFL. He was not yeah. good during their 8-3 and three start. He wasn't. Guys, uh, C.J.'s getting penalized for not being dramatic about it. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Be sure you clo- get a close-up of my face in pain mm-hmm. so they can see what I'm struggling with. My flowing through. locks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so does Cowherd explain himself, Seth, when it comes to the Houston Texans? I need explanations. Twice. 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 Okay. Yes. Okay. This is actually this. Uh, I put these in reverse order. <laughs> this is his preface to the entire segment before the before the musical bed started. Here's Colin Coward on the Texans. Houston doesn't make it. What? <laughs> now they have to play with expectations. Schedule is significantly harder. And oh, by the way, Anthony Richardson and Trevor Lawrence are both healthy again. So that's a team I like. I don't think Houston bottoms out. Sophomore slump. That's a team. Yeah. Uh, look, valid points there. I, we've already dismantled his quarterback arguments. Yeah. Uh, like, for one, 
Anthony Richardson is not healthy again yet. We don't even know Anthony Richardson's healthy yet. So we'll see. And he will be injured. He will be injured. <laughs> yeah. I'll go all Brian Cashman on Giancarlo Stanton here right now and tell you flat out he will get injured this year. So that's a non-factor to me. The tougher schedule is is totally for real. That's As material. of right now, yeah. based on last year's uh, win-loss win records, the Texans have the fourth toughest schedule yep. in the league. That, that- now the Jags have the eighth toughest. So it's yeah. not like the Jags get off scot free. Yep the um, the Texans right. I mean that that's the thing. For fourteen of the seventeen games, these teams play the same schedule. Right. Um, right. It's the the where the Texans where their schedule gets harder, maybe even significantly so, is the three variable games they're crossing over with division champions in the three divisions they cross over with from that standpoint. So Baltimore, whereas the Texans play Baltimore. Uh, Kansas City and Dallas. That means that say the Jags play uh, Pitt, play Cleveland, uh, Denver, and Philadelphia. So that's. Would you rather play Cleveland, Denver, and Philadelphia, or Baltimore, Kansas City, and Dallas? Like that's. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. And, and yet, and yet, win loss record wise, the Delta yeah. is only four spots in the thing. But boy, that is a. It's a significant step up in quarterback class between those games. Look, the strength of schedule always ends up being wonky in a lot of ways by the time everything plays out. Some good teams are bad and vice versa. So you never know for sure. I'll just say on the surface of it, yeah, looking at, well, you know what? I'll let Colin Coward lay it out for you here. Okay. Look at the Texans' opponents. There's some tough ones there. Cowboys on the road, Chiefs on the road, Packers, I think, are excellent on the road. You face Aaron Rodgers, and he's healthy early on the road. Home games, well, good luck. Lions are really good. Ravens are really good. Dolphins score a lot of points. Bills score a lot of points. That's a tough schedule for the Houston Texans. And they still they still are in a rebuild. They're still trying to rebuild that roster. So I like Houston. I think they pull back a game or two. Okay. I, and, I, mean, yeah. I don't think it's an unfair thing to say. No, like, no. I, his, his rationale on the quarterback thing is just stupid. Like that's like that's <laughs> that it, it really is. You can tell you you can tell as he's midway through this segment that he's realizing that he's already said that he's basing this this is heavily based on the best quarterbacks, and then he's saying and then he's realizing, oh yeah, I've got the best quarterback in the division ranked third here, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to lean into the health side of it. Yeah. that's the one that's the one little uh, chink in the armor for him. Did he? Okay, I want to play that one again. Not the whole thing, Ben, but. Did he? Did Colin Cowherd tip his hand? Does Colin Cowherd know something here? Because right now we don't know when these games are going to be played. We just know uh, who they're playing. Play it one more time, Ben. Look at the Texans' opponents. There's some tough ones there. Cowboys on the road. Chiefs on the road. Packers, I think, are excellent on the road. You face Aaron Rodgers, and he's healthy early on the road. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, that. You know what? That flew right over my head. Even as I actually thought about that. Uh, about like oh yeah they might have an opening game or something without without realizing oh yeah the the schedule's not out yet and supposedly nobody knows who's up when until uh oh, okay good call and, and there, yet Sean. and yet good and yet catch, we know that catch. thank you and thank you and and yet we know that there's um, there's absolutely discussions going on right now behind closed doors with the league as to you know where are we going to start slotting these marquee games who's going to play on Thanksgiving right. who's going to do who's going to London who's doing all this who's doing all that and that's one that. I can't 
I'm trying to assimilate if I heard legitimate rumors about it or if I've just I know I've heard Landry say that's who he wants the Texans to open against. We've we've heard a whole Jets. lot of speculation about it and people just okay. talking about yeah, what would be great matchups. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, the 40-year-old coming off of an uh, Achilles tendon tear versus the current offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. That's a, that's that's a, a there's a lot matchup. of hype to that right there. Yes. That's Plus sexy. the Jets, as I saw, all of a sudden Craig Carton is popping up on my timeline. Thanks a lot, Sean, since we talked about him yesterday. <laughs> now he shows up on my timeline like five times yesterday. But he did point out, I have not fact-checked this, that the Jets had, were second in NFL attendance last year, which might make sense. Okay. I, I would be surprised just because of the way the, the season went. Uh, but yeah. Are we talking, we're talking, so like butts in seats or like tickets sold? Oh well, not butts and seats. They never do that. It's yeah. always the attendance is always tickets sold. Oh yeah, so they probably had I, I the most s- tickets sold. Yeah, I could yeah. see them when Aaron Rodgers got traded there. I could yeah. see season tickets going through the roof with the Jets. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. So they had the most. Yeah, yeah. The Cowboys posted a total attendance of one point three million. They were nearly a hundred thousand fans ahead of the second place team, the New York Jets. So, yeah, yeah. The, it's never the actual butts and seats they're reporting. They're reporting the number of tickets sold. So yes. that makes sense, as we know. <laughs> Boy, the Jets. When they got when they got Rodgers, the Jets season ticket office must have just oh. been ecstatic. Yeah, if you're a sales guy in there, like you, your commission is based on moving season tickets with Zach Wilson at quarterback, and then Aaron Rodgers drops in out of the blue. Do you remember the time I told you I was up at my niece's softball game, and I was sitting next to a young woman who is like an entry level employee at the Jets ticket office? Yeah, and I was talking to her about it. Yeah, and the first job they gave her was. Now, this is a few years ago. Yeah. The first job they gave her was to reach out to former season ticket uh, holders and see if they wanted to re-up. And this was, I can't even remember, it was one of the really bad years with the Jets. And she said that she was just getting... It was her. Her day consisted of getting lambasted by people listing uh, listing their grievances, almost like they were waiting for her to call so they could tell her exactly why they're not going to buy tickets. I feel happy for her if she stuck it out. Yeah. And if she, hopefully, she stayed sane and like made it to oh last year, God. and then was part of being the second highest selling ticket effort in the in the land of all the cities where you've got to call. Previously jilted season <laughs> <Yeah>. ticket holders, <laughs> New yeah. York. It's not like Phoenix or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not. Oh man, that is. Oh, great. oh, you want me to buy tickets for the Jets? Do yeah, you? Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> She's like, I'm moving to Minneapolis. I hope oh you're yeah, sure, down, sister. Sure, yeah. I'll buy you some season tickets. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I know the Vikings have sucked, but I'm back in. You seem no, like a nice lady. No, they would just say, "Yeah, dear, oh dear." Uh, yeah, I, I have to politely decline. Bless but your heart. God bless your. Not even a bless, but like a, a genuine bless your heart. Yes, not a not a sarcastic bless your That's heart. That's right. All right, let's get to headlines. Um, the uh, the Astros got a couple updates on the arms uh, from the Astros Rockets. Didn't look all that different from how it looked before the All-Star break. And we've got more drama in Atlanta, quarterback-wise, that we will get to in headlines, and that's coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, let's get to some headlines. Astros, spring training. Uh, First game tomorrow. That'll be fun against Washington. So we get a little spring training baseball uh, tomorrow. Here are some updates from Joe Espada on a couple of pitchers. Let's start with J.P. France. Threw off the mound yesterday. Uh, Not many pitches, but he got up there and just kind of threw a a few pitches in. He played catch today, and he he felt he felt he felt good. Okay, so that's JP France. I would say no disrespect to JP France. The more important of these two updates is this one on Justin Verlander. You know, JV is going to let us know when he's getting close to live EPs. But I thought his side yesterday went well. He woke up today feeling really good. Um, so I am encouraged for where he's at right now. Okay, Verlander uh, did an interview with the New York Post, Seth. Yeah, wide ranging interview. And in one of the things he was asked about was opening day. It does not sound – he does not sound optimistic that he'll be ready for opening day. Yeah, which which we already knew. Um, he had said that he was behind. So, yeah, like this, it feels like a less calculated version of when he came back from his Tommy John surgery where, you know, that in that circumstance he came in and said, well, look, I'm a little bit behind – and like he had it calculated down to the day when he was going to come back. I think this time, as he acknowledged earlier, he's older now, and maybe some of the old rules that he used to follow for himself uh, don't quite apply anymore. So he doesn't want to be as concrete about it. But yeah, it'll be the the fact that the fact that he's older and he's starting spring training further behind schedule than he would have normally been. I guess I just assumed from the very beginning, oh, well, they won't be there opening day because that that's you're not going to try to all of a sudden compress it when he's been very yeah. dogmatic about how he prepares. Yeah. He, like, you're not now at, at age in, in your 40s going to compress all that and try in to In your 40s, it. Yeah. 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 I don't even know you'd do it if he was 35 or 30, yeah. 32 if you'd do that. Um, I feel vindicated, Seth. I feel vindicated. Christian Javier revealing that he has dropped 15 pounds. I was seen as a lot. I was among the first last year to say he looks a little heavy. Yeah. He looks a little. He looks a little overweight. He looks like he had a good off season. Looked like he may have enjoyed that new contract he got a little too much. And as it turns out, he was a little heavy. I don't know if he was enjoying the contract too much, but he said he's dropped fifteen pounds. And obviously, there's some mechanical things he needs to fix. But conditioning, maybe it all starts with conditioning. Just same way that good sleep is the basis for everything else in your life. Maybe for Javier, this oh. conditioning is going to be the basis for getting the mechanics fixed as well. Well, no, certainly. And then, and then to have the endurance to do it night in and night out, you know, and, and maintain a regular starter schedule, that helps a lot. I, I, feel like, uh, I feel like last year, maybe the biggest indicator that he was heavier than he had been before was that people didn't really lean into the El Reptile nickname last year. Yeah, that at all. I had forgotten I, about it. Yeah, I think because he didn't look quite so cold-blooded when you're sweating profusely on the mountain, oh. maybe a little bit bluff. I did some research on this. Okay. 
Okay. The, the heaviest reptile mm-hmm. is the saltwater crocodile. Yeah, he didn't look like a crocodile last year. Average weight, 880 pounds. Well, that is the heaviest, the fattest, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fastest reptile, the leatherback sea turtle. Mm. It's 23 miles per hour through the water. Presumably. Never even heard of the leatherback sea turtle. Leatherback sea turtle sounds kind of badass, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure it's a pretty gentile creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, yeah, he's, he's El Reptile again. Okay, this good, weight. good. He was El Hippo last year. <laughs> All right, we can say that now because he's lighter. We're not, okay, yeah. you're right. You know, you're right. I was out. I had to leave the species, yeah. or not even the species, the whole class of animals. Yes. I had to leave, get out of what is that? A phylus? Phylum? I think I was just Whatever say, it is, I think a phylum. It's a phylum. Yeah. yeah. What is this? Phallic? Yeah. <laughs> phallic. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's your Astros update. Let's get to the Rockets. Um, the All Star break did them no good. At least. For one night. Um, they looked a whole lot last night like they did the night before they went on the All-Star break. They, I forgot that it's just the All-Star break. Yeah, man. Yeah, the, It feels the, like they're just winding down. Well, they, they are. The All-Star break, it's not, the, it's not an exact halfway point. They've only got like yeah. 20-something games left. Um, and, and look, this we said it before the All-Star break. These ne- this next five, six games are going to decide whether the Rockets are relevant or not for the rest of the year as far as the NBA standings go. Um, they lose last night to the New Orleans Pelicans, one twenty-seven to one hundred five. They got yeah. destroyed in the second half of this game, like taken to the woodshed in the second half of this game. And Emeo Doka made no changes to his starting lineup. Mm-hmm. They play tonight. I, I'll be anxious to see if he makes any change. The obvious change to me was put Jalen Green, bring Jalen Green off the bench, and put Amen Thompson in the starting lineup. And I know Fred Van Vliet is your starting point guard, and Amen Thompson. Is a guy who is a point. He's a point guard skill set. He doesn't shoot very well. Yeah. He defends. He puts in effort. He scored twenty two last night. He makes things happen and does. He's a winning player. I think ultimately. I don't think Jalen Green's a winning player. Do something, he may please do something. Yeah. Right. I've uh, I've monitored Rockets Twitter through all of this. And it seems like it's reaching a fever pitch on Ime Odoka because I think Ime Odoka had very much the honeymoon period and justifiably so. And yet, I think I think some people who had an unwavering faith in him previously are starting to waver a little bit. This is what I would suggest to uh, to to Rockets fandom: you gotta you gotta try to separate the current circumstances with what you feel about Udoka as a whole. That I don't know if there's a proper way to manage exactly what you have right this moment, and. I think it'll resolve itself at the end of the season and in the off season, but perhaps there just is no right way to to manage this right now. I'm gonna, I'm still, I'm still giving him a honeymoon period and a grace period of one year, even as some of the things that had started to look really promising start to kind of <laughs> go down the drain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be steadfast and not so reactionary on this. He's the most powerful person other than the owners in that building right now. Still, yeah, you know. Um, I think there are a lot of people. I think there must. There are a lot of people who just feel like, okay, if you are the hard ass that I believed you are, then why is Jalen Green starting when he's not one of the best op- options to start the game? When that's, I, I feel like that's a feel of at least twenty five percent of the fans. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. at least yeah. Like especially when Ime Odoka is making intimations before the All Star break after that that Memphis loss that yeah. we got to do something and we got to do something at the beginning of games. And look, they didn't get off to an awful start in this game defensively. They, I mean, they gave up thirty something points in the first quarter, but they were knocking down threes like it was nobody's business offensively. 
that's just not sustainable. They're not a good defensive team at all right now. And and uh, yeah, and Jalen Green is super frustrating, man. He's just he ain't it. Um, more drama in Atlanta at the quarterback position. We talked about um, Justin Fields following a few of the Atlanta stalwarts on that team. Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, their three best offensive skill players. Justin Fields followed all of them. The three of them unfollowed Desmond Ritter yesterday. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Is there a portal somewhere where people keep track of this? Like NFL players follow... Is this a big book of business ideas thing? Do we need to create a portal where I, NFL fans can follow their favorite players and who they follow and unfollow on social media? I don't know where we can get it as just secondary consumers, but the people who the people who figure it out, yeah. I I've got to hope for their sake that they have some kind of a program, yeah, that that monitors it, right? I would really hope that they're not just sitting there checking the followers, checking checking their favorite players and whom they follow and whatnot. Yeah. There's a, there's got to be a creepy. record of this. Yeah. Okay. But at any rate, Desmond Ritter unfollowed by Bijan, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London yesterday. If I were a professional athlete, or more importantly, I guess, if I were a team who maybe helps out rookies and guys when they come in to, to scrub their social media history, notice the, te- the league has gotten a lot better about that. Haven't they? They've. It's. It's. You hear fewer and fewer of these Josh Allen instances where all of a sudden, like a bunch of former tweets resurface. Or yeah, something. yeah. But yeah. yeah, I would say if there's a way to any possible way you can kind of either mute or hide who you are actually following, and that that decreases scintillating. You can headlines. do that on Facebook. I know you can. You can. can you? you can mute. Yeah, who you're. God. Yeah, so you're so. I go to Facebook about once every five months. <laughs> You're not I'm on lost there. on there too. Yeah. I'm the opposite of where I should be at my age. I should Facebook should be my dojo, right? Right, right. Oh, as, yeah. as a middle-aged man, mm-hmm. and yet I'm I'm completely lost there. Where I'm fine on TikTok just, and Twitter. You're and just out there else. clubbing on TikTok and X, and yeah, <laughs> I'm the old guy you in the club. Should be hanging out with all of us olds <laughs> on Facebook, and you're the creepy old dude sitting in the corner on TikTok <laughs> with a with a Michelob. <laughs> Got my shirt unbuttoned down to my yes diaphragm. Yes. That's it, Lopez style. Absolutely asking women if they're IUD. <laughs> Hey, what is your 1970s version of birth control? Uh, How's it working for you? (laughs) All right, those are your your headlines. And what's been a fairly headline-light week, but I think that'll pick up next week, combine next week in Indianapolis. All right, um, okay. We have been called by John Lopez, me and Seth, the epitome of what's wrong with Houston Texan fans. We will dive in. We've got the audio. Of Lopez saying that. We've got the audio that leads into it. We'll let you guys be the judge. Are Seth and I the epitome of what's wrong with Houston Texan fans based on our approach to free agency? That is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 